Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. Uh, today, while we live out Introvert Simulator 2020, we're going to talk a handful <laughs> of game news as well as Half-Life Alex, Doom Eternal, and Animal Crossing. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at Midwest, uh, I'm sorry, mpn.bz slash Patreon. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Please do subscribe on Twitch if you are so inclined. You can use your Prime sub, which is free, to do so, or maybe not. It's up to you. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Brian, what Real have quick. you been playing? Sorry. Well, oh, yeah. Bumpers, bumpers for the network. Sorry. Uh, Horror Movie Yearbook did a an episode called The Night Eats the World that came out on March 22nd. Please go check that out. I have not listened to it yet myself because this weird dystopia that we live in is not allowing me to listen to as many podcasts as i used to so there's that going on and westworld fm is back there are two episodes in the chamber we are fully 25 percent through the season of westworld because there's only eight episodes the season so go check it out enjoy it and uh right yeah that's about it cool uh brian what have you been playing um a lot of stuff Mostly things that I have played in the past that I was revisiting, you know, like Rainbow Six. We played that together. That was pretty fun. Yeah, we did do that. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good time. It'd be nice if we got everybody in again, yeah. but that's okay. Hajj, thanks for joining us. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Um, let's see what else. Destiny Two, of course. More Call of Duty Warzone. PUBG, surprisingly, I played for like three or four hours, and wow. I gotta say, it's actually polished at this point. Wow. Really? Yeah, it's shocking. It, it was like playing a different like game almost. Four years. Yeah, in three years, I think. Okay. But still, um, yeah. Played some more Forza Horizon 4, which I also revisit often, but I did try the uh, Lego expansion a little bit which I had not done previously. How was that? Um, it looks really awesome. It, it like captures the Lego look and feel very well. Um, like the happy-go-lucky kind of theme that the uh, movie has and stuff. Um, it's interesting, but I didn't really do any races. I just kind of drove around just to explore. It's got like its own uh, map, of course, that is... Uh, Mostly Lego bricks, but a, a little bit of normal terrain here and there, you know. It yeah. all blends together pretty seamlessly. And the cars are made out of Lego, and it, it's it's pretty interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, I would say, other than, yeah, what I'm going to talk about later. Oh, Doom 64 as well. I got that as a pre-order bonus. Um, that is the port of doom sort of actually it's not even a port it's like a its own doom game that is uh it plays like the original doom but it it is like completely different levels different art assets different music um it's it's really weird to play um and until now it was only available on Nintendo 64. Now it's on all the platforms. 
I believe including... it was only like it's only like five bucks on the Switch. If anybody, <laughs> yeah. Wants to check I it mean, out. it it plays well. I'm I'm not too keen on the level design so far. It's it's very odd. It's a little more like puzzly than original Doom was. Um, which kind of slows the action down a bit, and they they pull the monster closet thing like way more often. I feel like than Doom even did. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's interesting as a, a a huge Doom game fan. I I'm glad to be able to play it finally because I've played pretty much every other version, um, including like the old mobile RPG game, which was actually really awesome. Um, I don't know if you can even find that anymore, though. Yeah, it was on, like, Nextel phones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had it on my, uh, like, one of my color flip phones. It, awesome. But it was amazing. Um, that would be a good one for them to, to port over. But, um, yeah, I think that's it. Cool. Sweet. Alex, what about you? Um, mm, Other than the stuff we're going to talk about, I have played Ring Fit uh, Adventure, which is the fitness game for the Switch uh it's interesting it i played it once this week so it clearly hasn't made its way into my routine as of yet but i would like to start doing it more um the only thing that like makes me apprehensive about doing it is that uh if i run like if i were to run full force in my living room like in place i'd probably tip over my bookshelf and maybe pull the tv off of the wall (laughs) <laughs> so I would like to clean up the basement and be able to run down here. But there is like a no running mode for people who are playing in like apartments and they want to eliminate like the really exaggerated movements in order to keep it a little bit quieter. And um, so you're basically what you're doing is you are jogging in place or doing like short uh, squats to like move your character forward in this level. And then every once in a while you will... um run into an enemy to it to fight and it's like a turn-based rpg and each turn you pick a certain type of exercise to do 10 reps of and as you do each each part of the rep or as you do each rep it does damage to that boss okay so you have to do you have to cycle through like and then your that particular attack goes on a cooldown so it makes you cycle through things like um like uh like lifting the ring above your head and stretching it or like pushing it in that type of thing. And you have to do that 10 times to do enough attacks. And then there's other ones that make you like get on the ground. Since you have like a joy con that's strapped to your leg, as well as the one that's in the controller, mm-hmm. you can do like leg, leg lifts on the ground in order to do another one. There's something like a hundred different things that you can do. Some of them are like yoga poses. Other ones are like Pilates things with the ring. But, um, so far, it seems pretty entertaining. It was interesting. I played for maybe thirty minutes. It didn't. I didn't burn a ton of calories or anything like that. Um, I probably could have gone a little bit longer, but that was like one set of stages. At least the first set of stages. I assume it gets a little bit longer from there. But uh, so far, pretty interesting. Hopefully, I can get it in the routine and and have more thoughts on it later. I heard they were putting some DLC or like something new in it uh, as of the Nintendo Mini Direct that happened this week. So cool that they're still supporting it and it's basically impossible to find now like i probably yeah. shouldn't have opened it up well, yeah because it I looks like you can't find the actual you can't find the actual game but it looks like you can find um like you can buy the the ring and like the leg strap like separately and then i'm assuming you can buy the game digitally can't you that's a great question i don't know that you can 
I'm looking on Amazon right now, and it looks like there are people selling like the Ringcon grip and like the leg how strap dealy. <laughs> it's eighteen dollars. Really? Um, yeah. So if I go to Nintendo eShop and I search for the Ring Fit Adventure, is there a digital version on the store? Uh, let's take a look. It's probably gonna take me too long to log, log in. Uh, Ring Fit Adventure digital version. Uh, it looks like it's they only offer it a physical version. That's kind of bullshit. Well, the well the thing is is that Nintendo's probably like we're not gonna offer these separately, so anybody who is isn't us, and they shouldn't be making money off of our game. That's my guess. I mean, then why are there companies that are able to actually sell the? You know what I mean? Like, I don't. Whatever. It's it just matter. a Pilates my, uh, ring with a thing that fits the the Joy-Con. Honestly, like, there's no electronics. There's nothing special in it, as far as I know. Right. It's just a clip. Yeah, pretty much. Um. So. Uh. Yeah, but it's it's weird. Yeah, I think they like ended up shutting down production due to the coronavirus outbreak in China and so they haven't been able to make anymore and they're selling online for like $300 if they're new. Yeah, that's so. that's ridiculous cuz I could just buy this setup for like $16 and then if I could buy the game digitally like I would be all set. So, I why like why why gatekeep it like that, I guess, would be the question. I assume That's just poor, is, poor form on Nintendo's part. It is Ninten- Nintendo wanting to assure quality control on all of their products. Sure. I'm I'm sure these uh, knockoffs are probably made in the same factory as the Nintendo ones. Maybe. <laughs> they might be. But anyway, yeah, I it's, it's weird. Hopefully they figure out a way to get more of them out there. And it would yeah. be cool if they offered a digital version. I think the problem is, I think the bigger issue is, if you bought the digital game, you would be able to do literally nothing with it without those. And they don't want people, right. they don't want like kids being like, mom, buy this game for me. And then the mom buys the game and then they're like, oh, I need these exercise things to go with it. They don't want that situation to happen where you buy a game you can literally do nothing with because you don't own the peripherals for it. Yeah. yeah. I bet that's more of the issue than anything else. Yep. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. Because I would like to play it. I don't want to be fat. And if I'm going to be sitting on my ass at home a bunch, that'd be cool to like play an RPG to get fit. Yeah, it seems fun enough that it would distract me enough to do it. You know, at least play through one full set of stages a day or something like that. And uh, right. I'm hoping I can get to that point. I just am apprehensive to do large range of motions in my living room because things will fall down around me and that'll be bad. Yeah. So... That's uh, it. Anything else that you've played? I don't. That you want to talk about? So, oh no, that's very false. I played the trial of Predator Hunting Grounds last night. Yeah, how with, do you feel about uh, it? With Nick and and Gojo and Willie and Tim, it's really interesting. Um, it's very different from Friday the Thirteenth. It is one of the two developers of that game. They are developing it with. Uh, some support from Sony, but it is coming out on both PC and PlayStation 4, and there oh. is cross-play. Oh, Although, hell yeah. I'm not certain you can create a party with both PC and PS4 members. I haven't figured out how to do that yet, if you can. But um, we were all playing on PS4 last night, and it's pretty incredible, because it's not just you have... So it's it's a, a full round is five players, okay, and there are four soldiers and one Predator. 
Mm-hmm. But there are a bunch of NPC soldiers on the ground that both the Predator and, like, they're, they're an enemy. The NPCs are enemies to both the, the soldiers and the Predator. So the soldiers have a job to do. They have to go and, like, find the intel or kill this drug lord or get these artifacts or something like that. So you have a mission to go out and do, and then the Predator can pop in and basically fuck shit up. Okay. And so it's this interesting, like, we have this thing to go and do. We could try and just hunt the Predator, but if the Predator didn't want to be found, he could probably just stay away. But then he'd probably lose the round. So it's pretty interesting. Once the Predator kind of gets into the game, you can, um, like, the Predator will fire like there's loadouts for all the different characters even the predator has different weapons that you can equip to it um you have like a cloaking thing that you can do to be invisible like in the movie it's pretty it's still pretty obvious to see if he's in motion but um and then you have like the heat vision as the predator you can also hear better you can hear sound of where you're looking at better um it's it's a lot of fun. It's it it's really hard at, to play as the predator. There is a tutorial that's in the in the trial, so I, I should be able to play that more and get better at it. But it seems like a lot of fun, and it seems like a very different game from Friday the Thirteenth. And most of all, like it it seems like it works pretty well. Like Friday the Thirteenth was really rough at launch. Predator looks great, sounds great, it feels pretty good. Uh, playing as the Predator feels a little wonky sometimes, so I know that they're going to be tweaking things a little bit, but the game does come out in like four weeks or so, or about a month. So, um, worth checking out the trial. If you're watching us live right now, I think it's still open for the next uh, couple hours. I think it's live until maybe 8pm Pacific or something like that, so 11pm Eastern. weird time. Yeah, it opened at 8pm on, it opened at 5pm pacific on friday like it went live so that you couldn't even preload it you had to download it at five uh pacific and then you can play it through like 8 p.m pacific today or something like that so it was very strange but is the trial only on uh ps4 no it's on ps4 and the epic game store well what the hell i wish i would have known that (laughs) i've had a lot of time on my hands i could have played well i'm sorry i we were you know we we got together on Friday because we were going to play the Project Resistance beta, which is the similar type of game that's coming with Resident Evil 3 next oh, week. Oh, yeah. Um, but it turned out that it was busted, and they basically delayed the beta for PS4 and PC. It's playable on Xbox for some reason, which is really weird. But... um. Yeah, we were going to play that, but then that didn't work, and then we saw that the Predator thing was on the store, so we downloaded it, and then, you know, we played it on... We actually played it yesterday, so... I don't know, I didn't... I wasn't thinking about it, but, um... No, it's... It was I'll, very I'll, uh, I'll check it out and play as long as Nick's not playing. <laughs> I was just going to say, is, would John well, be the worst at playing the Predator? Probably. We all did t- like basically Gojo and Willie were the only two that did fairly well with it. And here okay, I forgot to talk about some really cool shit. So basically when the predator jumps into the game, if you down the predator, the predator has two options. He can hold a button to try and heal himself or he can hold a button to start the self detonate. Oh and nice. And if he self detonates, you have to get out of the blast radius immediately. Like you basically <laughs> just have to turn around and fucking book it out of there. And you see it on the mini map, like where you clear the line to get out. 
Um, and it was long enough that we got out of it pretty much every time. But the other thing is if he tries to heal or whatever, or like while he's like down, you can continue attacking him. And if you manage to do enough damage to him, you stop him from being able to do either of those things. And then you have to protect the body from other people trying to exfiltrate with it. Like the NPCs trying to exfiltrate with it. So it's really cool. It kind of dynamically changes what you're doing depending on how the mission goes and how successful the Predator is and how successful you are. Hmm. You can continue just doing the mission and then call in the exfil helicopter to get out. Um, So it's pretty interesting. But yeah, we like I didn't do very well with the Predator. Tim didn't do very well. Nick did okay. Um and then Gojo and Willie did better. They also got a couple more tries at doing it too. So I the thing is like it's hard. You know. I'm just going to throw it out there if there's if I can play as Danny Glover, I will buy it. Supposedly Arnold has provided his voice for the game, but do you have no, to get to and, the chopper? You do and, have to get to the chopper. That's awesome. I'm going to throw this out there too. If I can play as Danny Glover, then I will buy this game for anybody who subscribes to our Patreon for more than five dollars, five dollars or more. Um, I don't. We don't. We don't know that yet. So that's the other thing. It's going to be a thirty nine ninety nine release. I think there's a sixty dollar deluxe edition that's on the store as well. Um, but they haven't mentioned how many maps are going to be in the game. There was only one available in the trial last night. Um, and they haven't talked about like other modes or things like that. So. There's more to see, and I'm sure they're going to release more of that information the closer we get to release, but it would be nice to know that ahead of time if we wanted to like pre-order it or whatever, so I wish they would be a little more transparent about that. I tweeted at them to try and get some information, but they didn't. They haven't responded, so it'll be worth checking out. For sure. Cool. Cool. Um, I dove headfirst into the Division Two Warlords of New York, and... I really wish other people bought that expansion because it's super fucking hard on your own. Um, but it's a lot of fun and uh, I'm really enjoying it. So it's one of the things I really like about it is like you're only you're limited to like four areas of New York. But instead of it being a very like uh, like wide area of looking at stuff it's very vertical so like there's lots of building climbing and like going up into areas and between buildings and things it's it's very it's awesome like it's it's such a i I can't explain it it's just super cool i did a couple of light streams just to kind of show it off a little bit and i don't think they were like streaming very well for some reason i've been having some internet issues lately i think but um yeah, it's it's very sweet. I like it. If anybody else picks it up, I'd love to play with other people because some of the fights that I keep getting in are pretty brutal against some of these badass warlords. Um, but yeah, other than that, I've just been playing Animal Crossing and uh, and Rainbow Six. So, so what are you saying? The the map is like more uh, layered vertically than yes. Yeah, there's there's all kinds of puzzles and like ducks that you can climb. Duct D D U C T. Not ducks. ducks D U C K. Yeah, you're not S. climbing any ducks. Um, but there's like exterior ducks on these buildings that you can like climb up to get on different ledges and things to like open puzzle doors to like get basically loot rooms mm. essentially. And uh, you've got to like find the right perspective in order to shoot the box that can like unlock the electric gate that allows you into the area. But you've in order to do that, you have to do all this crazy climbing up into buildings and things like that. It's very, very cool. 
Like cool. it's it's honestly like it, it, I was not expecting that at all. And like as soon as I started trying to look for like shade caches because you have to collect shade caches in order to uh, unlock these chests that are in each of the um, safe houses. And you get like extra gear and shit out of them. Uh, as I was doing that, like some of these shade caches are like hidden up in these weird areas, and you've got to like, you know, tightrope your way across these like really small ledges and things to like get to them. And like you have to climb a bunch of weird things. And like, because Washington D.C. wasn't like that at all. There was no part of playing in D.C. that had that going on. So it was uh, it was very interesting. Hmm. Uh, very, it's very cool. I, I wish more people were playing it, but I, don't I know wish anybody has it. So. I was playing it too, but I don't have the money for that right now yeah understandable uh it did uh they did unlock it for stadia so you can get it on stadia i think we talked about that last time um but one of the things i was looking at is with the cross play and cross progression that goes on between stadia and pc you have to own warlords on both or you are locked to whichever uh platform has warlords on it or something along those lines it that makes sense confusing so but that kind yeah, of it's, sucks it's if cool. you like buy if you buy it on Stadia and you don't have Warlords, you're like, oh, I'm going to be able to play the Division, and then you can't. That that kind of blows, but what are they going to well, like, do? If, if you buy, so say you bought it on PC and you have Warlords, and like you like you started Warlords on PC, so you're kind of locked in New York. If you go and buy it on Stadia and then you start trying to play it on Stadia, I don't think you can play it because you don't have Warlords on Stadia as well. That I mean, that I'm, that makes sense. It's a weird thing in the game itself, even without throwing Stadia in there too. But it right. kind of it just it's a little weird that you'd be able to purchase it and then it would not work properly. But yeah, anyway. I did a couple of test streams uh, last night as I was setting up all my new gear, this sweet microphone that I have here and these new headphones and then OBS and stuff like that. I was messing around with it. So if anybody is curious about some of it, you can take a peek uh, through some of my test streams that I set up. Uh, but yeah, other than that, uh, real quick, want to talk about? just yeah. to respond to the chat, uh, Zach was asking if we would get a Midwest Podcast Network stream of Project Resistance. I will see who I can rope into it. Right now, I think Willie and I might be the only two that have pre-orders for the game on PlayStation. So um, we'll see what we can do about that. I think that. a couple of the guys in the Patreon Discord have it, too. Yeah, that's true. I think Jason was planning on getting it as well. But that, That'll um, be on PC, too, right? Yeah, but it won't necessarily be cross-play, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, probably so. not. That would be too convenient. Yeah, of course. Um, but I am considering booting Daft Hunk back up to play through Resident oh, Evil Three yeah. in its entirety. <laughs> so we will uh we'll have to see how things go. I have rearranged the podcast or the former podcast studio a little bit. Um so it might not be as easy for me to stream the way I used to do it, but that doesn't mean I can't throw He's something. He's turned it into a full VR arena. And it's kind now of a, he- he has to put on a gimp suit to look like he's going into Tron. It's kind of a half shitty VR arena, really, because there's still a bunch of garbage on the floor that I was like tripping I'm over. Throw this in the corner so I can play Half Life right now. But um, he's playing Half Life and sliding on banana peels. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the Half Life Alex stream. Yeah, A L E X. I've like wanted to set that up and also kind of been like, I just want to try and play this game resident evil's one where i feel like i know it's entertaining enough for people to watch me like be terrible at it but the half-life one i've, I've just kind of been like eh, i'm gonna focus on this and see how it goes but well in that case why don't you talk about half-life yeah i'm okay. really curious about it i'll talk about half-life um Cap- capote wants to know too 
All right. Damn. Well, he's 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 in luck because I'm going to talk about it. Um, I it's it's definitely a Half Life game. It is fully. It feels like Half Life. The minute it starts up, the way that the it's interesting seeing the Valve uh, logo in VR because they added a lot of dimensionality to it. Um, and can can you turn the valve on the back of the guy's head? <laughs> I haven't tried yet. I can try that next time. But he's he's very far in the distance in terms of the scale, so it's it's it would be difficult for me to get over there. It feels like he's probably like, you know, the size of a colossus from uh, Shadow of the Colossus or something. Maybe you but have to use two hands then. Maybe. Um. So Half Life Alex is set. Prior to Half-Life 2, you're playing as Alex Vance, um, and thus far it seems as though she is working to rescue her father who has been abducted at the beginning of the game, and um, it's it's very much a first-person shooter, but the thing is, there's a little bit more to it in terms of how the game works. They give you these, uh, they call them the Russells. There's a character named Russell, who I think is voiced by Reese Darby, who was the, who was Murray, the manager on Flight of the Concords. Oh, awesome. He's great. He's very funny. <laughs> That's awesome. The valve, yeah, the Valve humor is certainly there. But um, there's a lot of mechanics that have to do with using these Russells, which are basically gravity gloves, where you point your hand at something that you want to get that's way across the room, you uh, clench your hand and then you yank it over and then you can catch it. So I this is one of the index controllers. This isn't great mm. podcasting, but people can't necessarily see it. But basically what it looks like, you've got this like strap that you fit your hand through and you tighten that up and it allows you to kind of wear the controller on your hand without actually holding it because a lot of this game has to do with you picking things up by squeezing your hand or grabbing it you know like this with your finger and your thumb or things like that so the way you interact with the world feels very immersive like basically what ends up happening is you you can go through and pick up objects i wish there was a little bit more in terms of like being able to throw a lead pipe at one of the zombies because it doesn't really work that way a lot of the objects that are in the world don't necessarily do damage to things but they can obstruct them john you mentioned that um that video or that gif of somebody using a chair to fend off a uh head crab yep completely doable that's absolutely that's, that's something awesome. that you can do nice. can you um, grab it with both hands like the chair yeah. And like and so you can do like a full bat swing and like oh man that's cool. You can you can do that. It just doesn't necessarily do like damage to the head crab, but it can keep it off of you, which is yeah. beneficial still. Well, I just like that gif with the guy literally like bats it through a hole in the glass and it yep. just goes into another room, which is funny to me. So, how terrifying is it when a head crab actually jumps on your head? It's pretty creepy. The weird thing, like, it's only happened to me maybe once, and I don't really know how I got it off of my head. So I'm not really sure, like, if I was clutching at it and, like, trying to pull it <laughs> off or if I just, like, tried to bat it away. And I don't really know what happened there. So I'll have to play around with that a little bit more. But it, they're pretty they're pretty scary to deal with. But I'll tell you what, the fact that the Combine are, like, 
humans that can shoot you and do it quickly is much harder to deal with than trying to aim at a head crab from a safe distance. Gotcha. Um, fighting with the zombies is interesting, but so far fighting with the combine has been the hardest because they are, they feel a lot more real. Like, you know, they sit there and wait, they're still AI. You can, I'm basically trying to only get headshots on it and I'm doing terribly with that too. Cause I only have like a holographic lens on my handgun right now, but, um, right now I have a handgun and a shotgun. I assume there might be another weapon that comes into play at some point. Um, you can collect pieces of resin in order to create attachments like sights and uh, burst fire and bigger magazines and other sites and things like that. So that's been interesting. Nice. Um, here's the other thing. So if you empty your clip in your handgun, you there are a bunch of clips out in the world. You pick the clips up with the rustles or whatever, and then you take them and you put them behind your back and you drop it to drop it into your backpack. That's how you collect things. If you fire your whole clip, you have to hit a button to drop the clip out of the gun, pull a clip from your back, and then you have to place it into the gun, and then you have to pull the slide back in order to be able to fire again. That's awesome. (laughs) It blows. (laughs) It's great, but it's terrible, because whenever you're like frantically shooting at something, you empty the whole clip and then you're out. You're like, God damn it. I got to like run away or find a safe spot for me to go and switch my, my clip out. Yeah. You're just going to take all those reload animations for granted. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, and the thing is the thing that I just read on like IGN's tips or whatever, they're like, if you don't fire your last shot in a clip, you can drop the clip, put your new clip in and you'll still have that round in the chamber. So you don't oh. have to pull the slide anymore. But you have to burn one bullet. These, no, you don't even burn the bullet. No, no, it's that's in right. The slide. The last, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. So basically, it's preparing you for the coming apocalypse. Basically, yeah. So I mean, that's pretty interesting. The other thing is with the shotgun. So you're loading shells into it, and you'll pull two shells at a time out of your backpack. You put them into the like you press B to open up the the thing. You don't have to dump out the shells or anything like that. You put new shells in. Then you can either flip it up to close the the chamber, or you can close it with your other hand, and then you have to pull the 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 thing at the front of the gun uh, to be able to. not very badass. You can't Terminator two that shit. <laughs> you can't fully Terminator two that shit, as far as I know. Because the problem Damn. is with the guns, you can't even drop your guns. If you could like let go of the gun or like throw it up in the air and catch it by that slide to do it, that'd be incredible. But you can't do that yet, as far as I know. Uh, maybe it'll be dlc no that'd be great um (laughs) it's it's an incredible game and the index is an incredible piece of technology it's very expensive um but it i is it the future of video games i think so like i think we're gonna get there i have heard that it isn't as great to play on the quest uh, cause you don't have a lot of that being able to grip objects in space Mm -hmm. as much you're pressing buttons to interact with things still but um, I'm. I just started the fourth chapter. I think there's something like eleven chapters in the game, and uh, it feels like it feels like a Valve game. And and it, it, the thing is, I don't necessarily know that it feels insanely revolutionary in the way that like Half Life to Half Life Two felt for a lot of people. But it certainly is of the same piece, and it it has a lot of 
care and love to how it was made and there's a lot of thoughtfulness put into how you interact with the world with the with the index at least i've heard i haven't gotten to this point yet but i heard there's a point where you're running into things that have spores and in order to safely navigate around the enemies in the area and like try to make sure that they know you're not there you have to hold your hand up to your mouth in order to cover your mouth and stop coughing that's awesome so i'm excited to see if there's more thoughtful vr interactions like that um but so far it's very cool and i've enjoyed it quite a bit and uh i'm excited to play more of it right on brian why don't you talk about doom doom eternal yeah um i was pretty excited for this and it's it's pretty awesome for the most part i definitely have my uh qualms with it but it's uh like Man, okay, Doom 2016 it was definitely a favorite of mine from the last, like, five years or so. Um, and Doom, Doom Eternal basically just takes, like, everything from that game and makes it more absurd and badass. Like, yeah. the, the music even seems cranked up a notch, and the music was already, like, awesome to begin with. Um, all the enemies, um, like, the gore, like, you can shoot off bits of the enemies instead of just like having like one um death animation or whatever or actually they had several death animations but like chunks of the enemy fall off as they get more damaged so that's pretty cool (laughs) so yeah um and like the weapons like they have the super shotgun again of course but they added the the meat hook mechanic and you can even upgrade that into a flaming meat hook. It's basically a grapple that only works on enemies. Um, okay. So you you can't grapple around the world, but you can grapple the, like enemy to enemy. Um, uh, there's a bit of a cooldown on it, but if you upgrade it, it's it's pretty it's pretty short, um, and it's it's just pretty wild. They added a lot of like traversal things like I, I remember the last one had the the double jump but i don't believe it had the dash move uh yeah mm-hmm. if it did uh, remember it it wasn't um quite like it is now uh so you mentioned not being able to use the hook to hook to the environment yeah but i've heard a lot of people talking about platforming like are you using that hook to get from platform to platform with enemies on them you can, yeah, you can kind of use, like, enemies to traverse, like, if, for instance, cacodemons, like, float in the air, so you can meat hook to them, and that will send you, like, flying in uh, a certain direction, and then you can use dash in midair, and okay. you, your dash has two charges, and um, there are certain upgrades, like, you can get an upgrade that allows glory kills to like instantly refill your dash and stuff like that. Mm. And you can also get upgrades for glory kills to um, work from further away. So that can also help you move around quicker. And you can also get an upgrade that makes glory kills literally make you move faster. So the, okay. the, the movement, they really focused on the movement this time. There's a lot of verticality and just being in the air in general this time. There is a lot of first-person platforming in this game, which you probably would not enjoy. But uh, no, yeah. that's the bane yeah. of my existence. It's, it's honestly pretty forgiving 
except for like there were there was one part where I was literally stuck for like I don't know probably 15 minutes because I couldn't figure out where the hell I was supposed to go and I kept mm. trying to the wrong jump which almost worked so that's why I couldn't I it didn't occur to me to look for another way I just thought I was fucking it up but that was the only one that I had any real issues with. Like a lot of them look like they'll be like insane. Like you'll be like jumping what effectively would be like a hundred feet across a chasm or something um, using like these, these weird, uh, there's like these poles you can grab onto and swing like mid jump, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then they have like these dash refill things. So you can dash, multiple times in the air as long as you hit that um it all looks very difficult but it's not it's just uh, it's more like just figuring out where to go sometimes um yeah I, I don't know like overall the general badassness of it like just makes you smile all the time and but like some of the spikes in difficulty are like i find frustrating because like they they also added other mechanics, um, like they added a flamethrower and a grenade launcher. Like you used to be able to throw grenades, but now it's just like a grenade launcher that's on your um, shoulder. But okay. the grenade launcher also loads two different types of grenades, and um, basically the game feels like artificially difficult sometimes if you can't like grapple with all of those systems at once because you you basically have to learn how to use everything at your disposal at all times in like a cycle or you're going to fail because ammo is incredibly limited like your amount not only is it limited but your the amount you can carry is like stupid small like it's that i find that frustrating i have the capacity upgraded all the way and you can still, I think, maybe get 14 shots out of the super shotgun before it's empty. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So, like, uh, you're so- constantly running around looking for ammo, which I understand they want you to keep moving. Like, everything in the game is designed to keep you moving all the time, which I like. And Doom 2016 did that as well. But now, as you're moving, you're constantly thinking, like, oh, man, I'm running low on armor, so I need to use the flamethrower, which... It sets enemies on fire, which makes them spit out armor. So that's how you can get armor back. But then you're running low on health, so you have to glory kill an enemy to get health. And if you're running low on ammo, and you can't find ammo in the level, you have to chainsaw an enemy. But then you have to think about, do you have any gas to even chainsaw an enemy, or are you just screwed? Um, And there's like one other like mechanic that I'm forgetting here. Oh, the well, the grenades there's a button to switch between the types of grenades. They're not just like a separate button to launch them. Mm. So that's like another thing that you're, that's thrown into the mix. And it's like, it's almost when it works, it works very well and it's awesome. But it's like, to me personally, they've overcomplicated it a little too much and it detracts from my fun more often than I would like it to. Overall, I do really like the game, but I just feel like, I liked 2016 better because it it was just simpler and more pure. Um, it was just destruction. Yeah. Much more focused. Yeah. Exactly. And that's like my biggest issue with the game and the 
the boss fights, there's not a lot of them. Um, I think I've run into two boss fights so far. The first one wasn't particularly difficult to me, but it was so long that just keeping up that level of intensity for so long was like draining. Um, Because you basically defeat the boss and then you have to defeat two of that same boss again. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a fake out, which is funny, but it was just too much because they they were like huge bullet sponges. Um, And only certain weapons would be effective against them at certain times. So then that was another thing to consider. Like you had to find ammo for those specific guns to be most effective at taking down their health. Um, And of course, all the while there's constant spawning enemies during the boss fight. Just, it's just pure carnage, which is amazing, but can be mildly frustrating at times. Um, The second boss fight was just dumb and I wish it wasn't even in the game. It made me quit the game twice and then go back to it because it's a short fight, but like the timing required is super irritating and you have to keep like a specific distance from the enemy as well. And and that's about all I want to say. I don't want to spoil it entirely, but it's just, it's weirdly specific about what you can do to, to damage the enemy. And it's just not enjoyable in my opinion, it's not what Doom is and should be. But um, that's a bummer. Yeah, like the level design is really creative. There's a lot of really cool secrets to find and stuff. There's like a hub area which I'm conflicted about as well. Like it's it's really cool to explore, and you can go around and like play the collectible music tracks that you find. Like I have like a track from Wolfenstein 3D and a couple from <laughs> Doom. Uh, the the themes the, to Quake and two and three, yeah. Do they still have the secret levels that look like the old pixel? Unfortunately, I don't think so. Or maybe I'm just not smart enough to find them because there's a lot of them I couldn't find in 2016, even though I knew they were there. Um, those are fun. Yeah, those were awesome. That was a really good idea, but I, I feel like it wouldn't work again. So I yeah. understand not doing it. Um, they do have like these disc collectibles and I think you need like 12 or 14 of them or something in order to load up some kind of game on your old PC that's in your office in your Mm. Doom Fortress (laughs) which is full of awesome things like badass looking like guitars that look like axes and old pieces of armor and weapons and um, yeah like I don't know. I could go on for a while about this game. The whole upgrade system is pretty in-depth. That doesn't really bother me as much. Like I kind of liked that part of, of Doom 2016, and they just kind of elaborated on that a bit. Um, but I, I don't know. Overall, I do feel like they, in their efforts to like evolve the game, they may have overcomplicated things a bit. It's interesting because the 2016 wasn't really they didn't know that they had something good on their hands, you know? Like, I remember hearing people being like, yeah, they're not giving us review copies. We've only seen the multiplayer. You know, we didn't know how it was going to be, and then the game came out, and everybody was like, wow, this is actually pretty good. And so it's interesting to me that, like, they didn't know what they had was good, and to, like, kind of see what they did to make a new one 
it, it feels as though maybe they didn't quite dial in on it or maybe it's just kind of hard to not make more of the same and try to like evolve it a little bit. Yeah. So, um, well this game, they had a more, they had a better idea what they were shooting for at least like, (laughs) yeah, I don't know what to do about that. That's fine. (laughs) Um, but, um, and he's so loud. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't even remember what I was saying. That's fine. We can go. We can move on. Yeah, Zach says he's definitely not buying it until it goes on sale. Um, so yeah, it's one of those things where I liked 2016 enough, but I wasn't necessarily chomping at the bit for more Doom. So I feel like at some point, if it gets cheap enough, I might I might check it out. But there's so much else to play right now that I think I'm okay taking a pass on this one at the moment. Yeah, I mean, if you're not really itching for it, I would say definitely pick it up at some point. Just maybe wait until it's on sale. But, I mean, yeah. for me, I was excited about it because I love Doom. I feel like I'm about two-thirds of the way done, too. Maybe even more. Okay. Cool. I, yeah. I did not try the battle mode, by the way. Um, I did the tutorial for it, and it seems overly complicated, and I don't think I even want to play it. So... <laughs> Yeah, they got rid of Snap Map or whatever, which I also never tried. Uh, I, I, I did try that cool. a little bit, and that was cool. Like, I played some people's levels. I didn't really try making levels, but that that was a neat thing. And, yeah, it's kind of disappointing that's not in again. Um, I'm also disappointed, like, as far as I can tell, the invasion feature that they talked about early on is nowhere to be found. Like, I think they dropped it. Mm-hmm. Like, where you could become like a demon in somebody else's game like campaign that sounded awesome to me and i don't think unless they're adding it later on i don't i don't think it's part of the game anymore it's definitely not part right now so screen rants posted doom eternal battle and invasion mode explained uh yeah this seems like it says where is Invasion mode and Doom Eternal. While battle mode is immediately available in Doom Eternal, play, players might notice that invasion mode is nowhere to be found. Uh, it won't be added till an update later on. Yeah. So, it's coming, it sounds like. Just not in the game yet. Well, that's cool. I definitely plan on replaying it, because I started on Ultraviolence, because Ultraviolence on 2016 isn't that difficult to me, and um, it was fine for the first couple levels, and then... It, there, I just got sick of not having enough ammo all the time and yeah. and enemies being more difficult, so I just turned it down, which makes me feel sad because I'm sure I could handle it on that difficulty. It's just I wanted to progress more without yeah. dying as much. Zach said in the chat, my problem with 2016 is I would probably blow through the game. I feel like it would lack enough content to justify a new release price tag, even if those five or six hours are super fun. Yeah, I was going to just answer him with text for the sake of the recorded podcast, but um, I'll just answer uh, since you read that. Um, Honestly, Doom 2016, I don't know where this info comes from that it's short. It's it's not a short game. Um, I think with the Zach buff, it's probably only like an hour long, but... I even with, like, if you look, if you want to be a completionist, like, kill all the enemies, find the secrets find the secret levels, play through those. Um, 
it's definitely going to take longer than five or six hours. Um, it's also got, I mean, it has good replay value with the different um, difficulty levels, I feel, too, like like old school Doom does. And just, you know, because it's fun. Um, but, I mean, it, it's also regularly on sale for like 10 bucks, which is well worth $10, even if it is five or six hours, which it's not. It's longer, damn it. So, Zach, there's two people on How Long to Beat who have done 100% speedruns of the game, and the fastest is four hours, and the longest is six hours and 20 minutes. So, or no, excuse me, eight hours and 40 but minutes. But that's an above average speedrunning person playing, right? So, Yeah, so I would say... Maybe somewhere I, I bet Zach would get a good ten hours out of the game at least if he if he wanted to look for more of the stuff than uh, I usually do probably but um you know I like Brian said it I'm sure it goes like he says he picked it up a while back on sale ten to twelve hours well, yeah then why don't you play it because it's awesome <laughs> so all right well we'll have to check back in if you you know if you complete it and. See how you feel about it overall. Yeah, I'll definitely complete it. Probably uh, within the next few days or so. Cool. Sweet. All um, right, John. You get to talk about Animal Crossing. Oh, man. I have so many feelings about this game. Um, I want to hear these. All right. Well, f- first and foremost, I'm going to put it out there that I don't hate this game. It may sound like I do, but I don't hate it. I just want to make that clear. Um, okay. Now that that's out of the way, fuck this game. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> so the first reason is like one of the main resources that you can, that you need to build shit is like time gated by like these fucking rocks that like once you start hitting them, you, there's a timer that goes off for you to collect this particular resource. It's the iron nuggets. Yeah. That's, that's annoying as shit. Um, I don't know if that's in like all of the Animal Crossing games. That's like, but that's obnoxious. Like, you need that shit for like all of the important and awesome stuff. Um, I don't like your tool durability. Fuck tool durability, and fuck it specifically when you have tool durability and you don't show me how much durability is fucking left for the item. I gotta sit here and figure out how many trees I can cut down before my axe breaks. Like, go fuck yourself. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that up front. Give me a little meter under the item in my inventory so I understand when it's going to break. So that if, I, if I'm if i doing something, if I have to go and chop down 50 trees, then I need to build like six axes ahead of time or whatever. You know, like give me that information so I know yeah. how many axes I need to build to do the tasks that I want to do. Um, so, yeah, that's bullshit. And also uh, the fishing mechanic. I feel like I'm just jumping into all this shit. The fishing mechanic fucking sucks, and I'll tell you why it fucking sucks. There's a few reasons. The first reason that it fucking sucks is uh, you have to throw the the bobber right in front of the damn fish. Like, you can't go off to the side and then, like, pull it. You can't use the joystick to, like, move the 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 rod to, like, pull the, uh, the bobber over to the fish. You can't do anything like that. Like, that's stupid. Like, the fact that I can't, like tug the line to like move it or anything or to like entice a fish to move over to me the fishing mechanic is like a lost opportunity of adding like a good fun sort of extra fishing mini game to it instead you have to throw the bobber right in front of the damn fish and then wait for it to like peck at it enough to where it does like the deep peck noise and then it pulls Ooh, the bobber underwater gotta love that and- deep peck 
and and you have to you have to hit the a button like right away and i don't know like do i have to tap the a button to reel it in alex no no No. i can just hit the button once yeah so and i've been sitting here tapping it because i'm like okay i don't want to like not tap it and lose the fish like so um yeah it's little shit like that uh the bridge like being able to build bridges across rivers i i've only been able to do that once and like mm-hmm. apparently i don't have the kit to build more bridges anymore like that's bullshit i should just learn the fucking recipe and be able do to you, make as many bridges as i want now you have the pole vault yeah i have the pole vault but okay. i don't want to have to change i shouldn't have to fucking change my tool over every time to like cross Dude. over something and then switch back to the axe to cut down a tree or like hit the fucking rocks like there's like these little things that are like really obnoxious about this game. Did you did you buy the Nook Miles upgrade to get the tool wheel? Yeah. That okay. was like one of the first things I did. And that's annoying too. <laughs> I don't know what order it goes in. Like when I go to flick through the wheel like on my own, like when I use the, the left and right like D pad buttons to like change tools, like what order is that in? I have no fucking idea. Well no no no. That's there regardless. But if yeah, you press but, up but I know you press up and it brings up the wheel and then you can choose to select or whatever. Yeah, it's just annoying to have to do that. Like, like, let me cross a bridge and like, what if I want to carry my fishing pole across a bridge? I can't do that. I have to fucking switch to my pole vault and like vault over the shit, then switch back to the fishing, you know, fishing uh, rod. It's little, little stuff like, like that is just, it irks the shit out of me with this part of its charm, man. That's not charming. Doing a bunch of repeatable mundane tasks over and over again. And then occasionally getting something really cool to look at. And that, that's the thing is this, this game is like stupidly addicting in that respect that like you're you're collecting all this nonsense and like you you build a museum and you have to collect all the different types of fish and all the different types of bugs and like all the different fossils and things that you can get. Like there's all this collecting that has to happen. Yeah. And that makes that's the charm is like building out your little town the way you want it to look and being able to dig up trees and replant them and put them and make make the forest that you want to make in one area of your island and then you have your living area and all this other island space blah 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 there are lots of really good things about this game especially the amount of time i've been able to sink into it like every night this week because when i get home from my essential working uh i i play animal crossing to make myself feel better um <laughs> but yeah it's uh it, it's just it's very it's very it's a very interesting game um i i I don't know i feel like i'm i know there's more things i wanted to complain about but i do like the game so like i don't disagree with literally anything you said in in any regard oh in the amount of time it takes to do a certain shit like i just want to go into the store and like sell my stuff right away but the fact that I have to go through a whole fucking dialogue tree with those asshole raccoons before I can start selling <laughs> shit to them. Like, get the fuck out of it's, here with that. Like, it's called niceties. Especially a game that, like, or runs on actual time. Like, it literally runs on the real world clock. So, like, if you are trying to get something done before nightfall because you want to get a specific creature or something or whatever, you... Like, I don't want to have to be held back from doing that kind of shit. So I'm not here to have a conversation with you, asshole raccoons. Just buy my fucking shells so I can get on with my life. Can't you just change the clock on the switch? That The game will penalize you for that. Uh. You, you can you can do it. But yeah, there are certain certain things that don't necessarily work right. If you uh, that's funny. If you if you switch it around, the but. raccoons will start calling you like a time interloper. And then uh, <laughs> you're fucked. I mean that part up. They eat you. Yeah, Yeah, your turn. You can rant about it now. 
I here's the thing. I don't necessarily feel a need to rant about it. I think the problem is that people like you and me need to slow down. Because <laughs> here's what happened. I got this game, and I was like, you know what? I think Nicole would really like this game. So I'm going to just have her play. I didn't even play it myself first, because I've never played an Animal Crossing before this. I was just like, I'm going to hand her the controller and see how it goes. And in the first day, she was extremely hooked. But then, like, instead of letting her enjoy it the way that she needs to enjoy it and play it, I was like, bro, you can get more out of the rock if you hit it fast enough. Dude, you called your wife, bro? (laughs) I mean, I call her bro all the time. (laughs) But anyway, uh, no, like, things like that, like the stupid, the, the... asshole min maxer that's inside of me is like no man we got to get maximum output when you go to this island with your nook miles ticket we got to make sure we get fucking everything we got to clear cut this bitch we got to dig up all the flower like you know that kind of thing but i I, yeah so like i think i mostly kind of ruined it for her and i don't know if she's gonna play it that much anymore but i think that's part of the lesson of the game is like we just need to slow it down a little bit and learn to enjoy it a little bit more. Cause like, you know, it, it, the game isn't about making the most money. It's not about like optimizing it's, everything. It's not because my mortgage is like 198,000 coins right now or whatever. Oh, the don't bells. Worry. I'm sorry. Bells. I'm on my third mortgage to have like another room put on my shit. And it's 349,000 bells. Did you plant a money like tree? I don't think so. No. Oh, because you can when you when you dig up the bags of bells, you can put them back in the hole and plant a money tree. Oh, oh interesting. That's how that works. Okay. That's how well, real life works. Ah. Yeah, no wonder I'm so poor. Bury a bag of money in the backyard. Yeah. Um. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was not really certain that I was going to enjoy this game, but I find that I do, and I'm glad that I gave it a try, because it's not normally something that I would try, and honestly, it's making me wonder if I should play Stardew some more, because I haven't played Stardew at all, and and I bet I would like that quite a bit, too, but also, there's part of me that has the fear of, like, you know, there, uh, uh, there have been moments where I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to play Half-Life tonight, because I really got to start working on that mortgage and Animal Crossing, and so <laughs> I don't necessarily need another mortgage in my life to work on. What's a, <laughs> so, a more rewarding experience is what you have to ask yourself. Being terrified of fucking head crabs or actually paying down a mortgage in my life. <laughs> 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 you know, it's the catharsis works in different ways. Oh, I, but. I suppose in Animal Crossing you have you get to actually go outside your house and socialize with people as well. Yeah, it's true. There's no so they haven't done a social distancing DLC where everybody stays six feet apart <laughs> from each other at all times. So, uh, no, it's it's a pretty delightful game. I'm glad I gave it a try. Um, but there are some like certain. There are things that could increase the quality of life of the game. The other thing that I will complain about that I think is somewhat unforgivable is the fact that because Nicole started her game first, she's the only one that gets to partake in certain progression things on the island. Um, you know, there's a point in time where you need to get uh, five animals to Tom Nook to get Blathers to come the next day. So that he can start with the museum. You got to get 10 things to Blathers. 
I, I, you as the second player are unable to hand any of that in. So I basically would have to go and like catch things and then bring Nicole into my game with lo local multiplayer and then hand them in from her in order to progress in that type of stuff. And the thing is, is that she needs to know about it or to do it in order for me to know what I need to collect and do. So that kind of sucks to me, and I really wish that they had come up with a better way for that to work. It should be a little more communal than that, because that's what it is, you know? Yeah. That's the point. Capote agrees. I, yeah, I just don't understand why that's even a thing. Like, why why is it gated that way? It, like, what was their reasoning behind that? Like, you know, it like is the first person the primary player, and so they just want to prioritize that person's experience over everyone else's who picks it up on the same system? Do they not want you to share systems? Is it a thing to get you to buy another Switch? Like, you literally all thought it's about buying another works. Switch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's what it is. It, it almost yeah. works. It's, that's fucking ridiculous. I feel like, like that's, that's Nintendo's strategy all the time, is to make playing things difficult like playing together on the same switch difficult even though it was designed for that yeah i don't really i can't even think of what a sound reasoning is somebody did bring up on the giant beast cast uh that it is nice to think that the parent could start the island because the eventually at some point when you progress enough you get to the point where you can start terraforming the island you can raise raise cliffs and things like that you can put in more rivers you can change the shape of the island you can do all kinds of stuff so the idea that players two through eight can't partake in that stuff that means your seven children can fuck around on the island as much as they want and the most they can do is like pull all your trees out and stuff of that and they bust all your rocks so they don't keep you know well yeah i mean and the game resources. itself is is its own like control device in a way like it's very it reminds me of mobile games where like you get to a point and like you can't do anything else like at all like you're kind of just locked into waiting until the next day you know the store closes at 10 p.m like literally yeah. at 10 p.m so if you're the type of person who works until midnight and come into the game like you you can't use the store other than to just sell things by putting them in the drop box and those fucking asshole raccoons take a cut of what you sell as a processing fee like go fuck yourself like that's annoying like that's such bullshit and yeah the yeah. quality of life stuff like is super important to me like you know again the durability thing is huge another thing like brian was mentioning in the chat about needing order while he plays stardew valley you need order in this game i want to know where I'm facing like when I turn you know because sometimes like I'm somehow angled just so slightly out of like mm. uh, a left or right to the point where when I go to dig with my shovel I can dig the diagonal which I wasn't intending on doing like yeah that's annoying as fuck like if I'm trying to plant flowers in a line yeah let me let me plant flowers in the line that then, that was the issue I had with Stardew that's the whole thing that put me off that game is and, and when I when I start watering my flowers with the upgraded watering can, like nothing told me that I fucking water in like a C shape. So like, why <laughs> doesn't everyone, why, you know, I would have planted my flowers in that manner had I known that was the case, but it didn't tell me that. Like, I, I wish I would have known that, you know, like, and why doesn't the first, like the flimsy watering can water in the same manner? It holds the same amount of water. Doesn't it? Like, what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> no, I don't know. It's, it's flimsy. Like, you can't rely on it. 
literally just like the littlest shit is just it it just annoys me but i'm still drawn to play the stupid game and i'm gonna keep playing it like because i like i want to you know what it is is every time you check in at the fucking atm and it gives you extra miles if you do it consecutive days in a row mm-hmm. like it, that's what keeps mm-hmm. me coming back i'm like oh, I, I better check in the atm even if i only play for like 25 minutes i'm gonna check in the atm i'm gonna go knock some fucking cherries off of a tree and i'm gonna go sell some shells and i'm gonna turn the game off and come back to it later well, like I don't know if you learned anything about the stock market today. No, I'm the stock market. Yeah, so there's somebody that comes into town on Sunday morning to sell uh, oh, turnips. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, the turnip prices or like whatever. Because like, the prices at the store. Yeah. So they sell. She sells the turnips for somewhere between ninety and one hundred and ten bells, and then you can get turnip prices as high as a hundred as eight hundred bells. So you could theoretically fill up your inventory with like I think a full inventory would be like four thousand turnips okay. <laughs> or something like that, which would in turn probably cost you like forty thousand or four hundred thousand bells. But you would be able to, you know, eight times your profit if you were able to sell it. But the thing is, the turnip prices change. There's two turnip prices each day. There's one from the from like nine to noon and then noon to ten or whatever when the when the store closes. And you can go to other islands to take advantage of their turnip prices. So there have been people on Twitter who will say, Holy shit, I've got great turnip prices right now. Let me give you my code and they put their code out there and somebody like got to the point where they were like, I have been completely overwhelmed with the amount of people coming into my game. We're going to be doing this five people at a time. And like she continued to let a certain amount of people in. Subscribe to my Patreon for my friend code. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. The, The game seems incredibly deep in a lot of ways. It just seems weird that like, like I like the fact I'm, I'm even okay with the fact that like the wheel to select your tool is like a small upgrade with your Nook Miles. But I wish there were more of those. That's really basically the only one I've seen so far that's like, this is a quality of life upgrade that you can purchase. Well, yeah. And well, I haven't and it's so found anything t- yet. Tying like, into I, that, like, you can buy with your Nook Miles a backpack. And I'm assuming when you buy that backpack, it doesn't fucking upgrade your inventory size, mm-hmm. which it should, because that's bullshit if it doesn't. There's there's one that's like a guide that allows you to expand your storage. So instead oh, yeah. of Th- having that was two the, rows, that was the you get second a third thing. Row. That's the second yeah. thing I bought. The first thing was the fucking tool wheel, and then the second was the ex- expanded inventory. Like yeah, because the amount of shit, and that's the thing is like you expand your inventory, and all of a sudden you're like you fill it up even faster because it's like you're you're like oh i got all the space in the world and then you don't because apparently like every shell you pick up takes up its own fucking space and because they're they can't give you consecutive shells of the same type they you know or yeah they don't always stack plus i'm amazed that you can fit a fucking tree in your pockets that's incredible like (laughs) it only takes up one space yeah so yeah, yeah. It, it's it's just it's a weird it's a weird game, but it's a a shitload of fun. Uh, it's definitely like, it's definitely something I could see myself just kind of picking up to chill out. It it is that yeah. sort of thing, and I think that's what everybody, I mean everybody I've talked to who has it is like, yeah, it's like it's just a nice way to like relax and play. I totally yeah. get that. So, it's easy to play and listen to podcasts or like have a show on in the background or something like that. But yeah. Um, yeah, we gotta we gotta uh, 
get on each other's island at some point, you can come check out Firefest and I'll go to, to Boner Town. <laughs> Boner Town. And, uh, come on down yeah. to Boner Town. Honestly, I feel like you're going to get like something's something's going to happen where Nintendo's going to be like, we don't like the name of your island and you are banned. <laughs> I'll just tell like them it's pronounced Boner Town. <laughs> My middle name is Boner. <laughs> Boner. Get it it's right. It's pronounced Bonaire. Bonaire, yeah. <laughs> Um, this isn't a sexual thing. It, no, you can say you're just a really big fan of Growing Pains. Yeah. The character's name was Boner. I have it like I put a note in the, like the on the bulletin board that says what's going on, what's going down in Boner Town or something like that. <laughs> so, which I know that yeah. the bulletin board is useless unless you have other people coming to your island or I, whatever. So, yeah. I feel like it should yeah. be what's coming up. What what's up in Boner Town? Yeah, but it doesn't rhyme. What's on the rise in Boner Town? <laughs> Things are looking up in Boner Town. Indeed. <laughs> cool. The competition's getting stiff in Boner Town. Lots of hardwood in Boner Town. <laughs> Not a lot of softwood. You're gonna you're gonna run in. <laughs> if you could only plant trees that would give you only hardwood, <laughs> convert your whole island. All the, over. all the cedar, all the cedar pine trees. I, I like those. I think give you an abundance of hardwood. So there you go. I mean, this conversation is, but. <laughs> oh. Brian's not wearing any pants I mean would you really know <laughs> I wouldn't no I'd have no idea unless you had your cock cam hooked up but yeah it's that's out of order thing. right now yeah um, anyways did we want to hit quick news bits or not really yeah I don't know we've been going pretty long but there's some news that we could talk about I just have to finagle with some of this uh, there's going to be two of us on the screen for a second well, and then we're going to go over here what's important uh, well none of it <laughs> that's not important you can skip that one we're going to skip this one well alright Near the original Near is getting a remake it's got a really ridiculous title you should check it out if you want to Netflix is working on a live action Dragon's Lair that's interesting which, uh, not important sounds pretty pretty interesting um there was a surprise nintendo direct with a bunch of games that were uh kind of announced or given dates um so they did give like a title at the beginning of it that said that due to covid19 release dates are kind of subject to change but uh they are doing the remake of xenoblade chronicles or not remake just like the remaster for switch uh it was originally a game that came out on the wii Mm -hmm. and so it'll be cool to check that out slated for may 29th at the moment Uh, i picked it up on the wii and never played it um so it might be kind of fun to check it out on the switch uh they put out some dlc with the fantastic four for um marvel ultimate alliance 3 there are a bunch of 2k games collections coming for the switch including bioshock borderlands and xcom 2 all 2k games apparently are coming uh, well, uh, yeah sure yeah okay <laughs> there might be more than that too. yeah um like i said ring fit adventure is getting a free update uh that introduces like a rhythm mode and there's songs in it from super mario odyssey splatoon 2 legend of zelda breath of the wild uh, Animal Crossing is going to have a Bunny Day celebration from April 1st through the 15th. That's going to give you like specific um, crafting things that you can do in order to, um, like there, there's there's specific crafts that can be made at that time only, and like other things. I'm sure there's going to be like Easter eggs or something like that. So that should be interesting. 
Cool. Um, Nintendo put out a puzzle game called Good Job on the eShop. This looked it really looked cool. Interesting. Have not played it yet, but uh, would be willing to check that out. Um, there's an arms fighter that's going to make their way into Smash as one of the DLC characters, so that's fun, I guess. Uh, there's a trial out for ARMS as well, and there's also a demo for Bravely Default 2, which is a an RPG from Square Enix. It's very interesting. The first one came out on um, 3DS, and there is like a there's a game called Bravely Second that came out on the 3DS as well. But the uh, the art style for this looked awesome. It's a really interesting game. I bet you would probably enjoy it quite a bit kind of the main thing about it is that you have the ability to either you can like either borrow attacks from the future in your battle or you can save them up so you could get to a point where you end up doing 10 attacks in one turn if you save up five of your attacks and then borrow another five on that same turn yeah so it's pretty cool might be worth checking out the demo cool uh and then there's a bunch of other stuff Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. Uh, there's a Capcom game called Shin Sakai Into the Depths. And then also the Panzer Dragoon remake are out on the Switch. So that just kind of happened. I would love to buy that and check it out. I don't know how much it is. Uh, but there's more coming in terms of games in 2020. They have Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics. They have a Mancala, Slot Cars, Texas Hold'em are all coming as well. Catherine Full Body, which is a game from Altus that is coming on July 7th. Burnout Paradise Remastered is coming to the Switch. Sweet, this is awesome. and this is awesome. the best announcement. Star Wars Episode One Racer is Hell coming yeah. to the Switch later this <laughs> year. So, very cool. That game is really sweet. I, like I did buy it on Good Old Games a couple weeks ago when it came out on Good Old Games, but I have not played it yet. So yeah, awesome. Um, let's go through a few other quick ones. NASCAR drivers are going to race each other online, and it's going to be televised. So that's pretty fun. They've already done it a few times, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think F one did it too. Um, they played it's like the honestly, F1 code like rate, Codemasters game. It's pretty rad. And they showed the the commentators, like at one of the streams that I watched, they showed the commentators hanging out like in their studio and like they're they're set up in front of these enormous like monitor rigs to like show everybody's shit. And then they've got these giant like TV film cameras as like their webcam. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and, and they're like it just looked crazy. It looked like some shit out of the Matrix is what it looked like. Like they were at these command centers, like commentating on these these dudes driving in VR or not VR, but like, you know what I mean? Like it, mm-hmm. it was just, yeah, it was very cool. That's very awesome. Kind of a cool way. I didn't expect NASCAR to be the one that would, you know, embrace this type of thing. Bring, but why bring not? esports into the limelight. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it seems like um, oftentimes like real world racing skill uh, translates pretty well to um, racing video games. Yeah, yeah. It's not like you know football and yeah. things like that. Football, hey. um, all kinds of like sports don't necessarily work that way. But because the input devices that you can put on a racing game yeah. can be so close to what real racing is like, that it you know it seems pretty interesting. Yeah, and, and I mean it's probably way cheaper to build this virtual rig to play this shit than it is to like. Uh, you know, have a car that explodes when it hits the wall in real life, you know? I mean... <laughs> yeah. They should be playing in PlayStation VR on, like, Gran Turismo oh, dude, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Just to watch them all start puking. <laughs> <laughs> I drank too much Mountain Dew before I started racing, and then I just threw up. 
Um, he did. They just throw up a bunch of beef jerky and Mountain Dew into their lap. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It'd be it'd be good. It'd be good television. I would I would watch. NASCAR I, yeah, I would watch NASCAR if I got to see a bunch of dudes puke wearing VR helmets. <laughs> totally worth All it. Right. Uh, Steam is set setting new records amid this worldwide lockdown due to the coronavirus. So that is uh, not too surprising. Not at all. But yeah. It's cool. More people playing games. Always fun. Indeed. Uh, there was a Nintendo Indie Direct. A ton of stuff that is coming once again. Uh, not necessarily going to go through all of it. One of the ones that was surprising was that and Exit the Gungeon dropped uh, that very day, which is something that's been on Apple Arcade for quite a while. Oh. Um, so that is now out for the Switch as well. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of cool indies that are coming. People should check it out if they want to, uh, you know, know what's coming. Uh, but yeah, there's another one called Moving Out that we also saw while we were at PAX. Uh, I watched it a little bit. We talked about it a little bit. It looked like um, overcooked, but instead of cooking, you're moving people out of houses. So that seems uh, pretty cool as well. Yeah, that's that was cool that was one on that. Switch. Uh, I wish that one of the mechanics was that you're like dropping boxes into like a Tetris sort of format. So one of the people has to manage the boxes like in the proper manner. Like, I think that would be rad. That would be cool. Um, And then kind of our two, there were spec announcements for both PlayStation 5 and the Xbox. There's not a ton that we can personally bring to that discussion because a lot of it goes over all of our heads. But uh, they both sound very powerful and it should be. Uh, interesting to see if they come out this year and what the deal is. And I'm actually I'm really curious to see what the um, PS5's sound is like because they're they're supposedly like really working on 3D sound for that, and it should work with any type of audio setup. Yeah, they're trying to do it for, like, they said that they were working on, they were, like, aiming at headphones right now, but it's also going to work well for sound systems and people with just, like, TV speakers and things of that nature, so that seems interesting. There's, like, a separate processor on the system that if you don't take advantage of the 3D sound, you can also potentially allow it to help with other tasks that the system is doing, which sounded like the craziest thing that they had going on was that, like, there's multiple different processors that are able to do jobs that aren't their own <laughs> if the if the system needs it to. yeah yeah so that sounded pretty cool um the ps5 will have expandable uh hard drive you can buy a pcie 4.0 ssd which there aren't very many of on the market right now if at all but at some point you'll be able to do that to expand the 800 gigabytes that are coming out that's of it. it 800 gigabytes something like that yeah. Um, and the Xbox also will have purchasable expansion cards uh, that are also SSDs, um, but not necessarily bring your own to it. So Sony's also saying that they will try to explain which ones will work best, and there will only be certain few of them that will work properly with the system. But anyway... There was a lot of information dumped about both of them. It's out there. There are smarter people than us talking about it as well. So you can go hear their thoughts too. But um, it does sound like quite a fight for this generation if and when it launches. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Uh, Last two news items that we have here. One of them, 
Control got some DLC. It's part of its season pass. It's called The Foundation. Um, And there's a patch coming that came at the same time to make the map readable. And also uh, it added a an ability called shield rush as well. Uh, I assume none of us have taken any time to check this out. Not yet. They also just added control to GeForce now. Hmm. Oh yeah. I saw that too. I don't have the uh, season pass yet. I would like to pick it up at some point because I heard really good things about this first expansion um, that it, it has its own interesting story to it. And um, you get to learn more about the oldest house and there are other abilities as well other than this new free one they added like that for the whole game the expansion has yeah. a couple new abilities on top of that that's awesome yeah yeah we'll uh we'll have to um we'll have to check that out at some point in the future i want to play through the game again on pc but i'm kind of being delayed by all the other video games that i'm playing right now so hopefully i'll get around to it at some point soon yeah speaking of control epic is making a new publishing arm and they're going to publish games from uh remedy developer of control play dead developer of inside and uh what's the other one i can't remember with the spiders and stuff nick's gonna limbo so mad at me right now limbo, limbo. yeah yeah that's right and then Gen Design, which uh, developed The Last Guardian for the PlayStation 4. Um, crazy that Epic is basically becoming the one-stop shop. You can use their engine. You can put it out on their store. They will help you publish. It's uh, They've got a lot of power in the video game world right yeah. now. But it sounded like basically uh, the details of the agreement as written on Polygon. There's full creative freedom and ownership. The developers retain 100% of all IP and full creative control of their work. Fully funded projects. Epic Games Publishing will cover up to 100% of development costs from developer salaries to go to market expenses such as QA, localization, marketing, and all publishing costs. And then 50-50 profit sharing. So developers earn a fair share for their work. Once the costs are recouped, developers can learn at, earn at least 50% of all profits. So, very interesting. Some inside baseball there, at least. Um, and we'll have to see what it means in the end. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what these games are. Uh, it's crazy to me that, that like the last Guardian developer wasn't necessarily a, a first party. I think it's technically a second party for Sony. Um, that development was also really strange because a lot of it was done in house and then it kind of moved out, but it's kind of interesting to see these people, even like remedy was kind of second party Microsoft for a long time. And that changed with control as well. So, um, you know, I like all three of these developers. It'll be cool to see what they come out with. And I guess I'll have to buy them on the Epic game store. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's better for them, I'm willing to do it. It's fine with me to buy stuff on there. I've, I've gotten used to having like eight different launchers at this point. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's about it. Right on. Well, 
if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. And as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Thanks again to everybody in the Twitch who joined us, Zach and Haj specifically, because you guys were actively talking. Yes. And you're probably the only two other people in here other than Alex, Brian, and I at the same time. So uh, <laughs> There were up but, to seven at one point. Yeah. No, I saw. I was... I was hoping other people would chime in too, just so we can keep cool conversation rolling. But anyways, uh, I'm not sure what we're going to talk about next. Uh, Final Fantasy seven, maybe. Uh, yeah. And Resident Evil three, and Resident <laughs> Evil three, I'm assuming. Yeah. So we'll have to figure that out. I don't know. Like if, if uh, we can afford games anymore with the, you know, being on, I, on lockdown. I have both of them pre-ordered through Amazon. So I have no idea if they're going to arrive or not, but yeah. Oh, because you ordered physical copies or whatever, yeah. I did, I did. Right on. So yeah, I think that will most likely be next time, but we'll figure it out uh, when we do, and hopefully everybody will join us and listen again and hear us, and if you chime in on Twitch, uh, you get to see us too, which is cool. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so we appreciate everybody stopping by. Don't forget to check out Westworld FM for your Westworld needs. Uh, season three is pretty rad so far. Uh, yeah. That's all I really have to say. Other than, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks again. Peace.